inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. God, no, we're not good. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm good. I I was eating (laughs) pumpkin seeds a little earlier. Oh, pumpkin dust. Pumpkin dust up the the butt. Yes. (laughs) Like the spice in Star Wars. Is that what spice is? It's just pumpkin seed dust. Pumpkin seed dust. Pumpkin seed Uh, dust runners doesn't really roll off the tongue as nicely as spice runners. Doesn't. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of the pumpkin seed spice minds of Kessel, what are we talking about tonight? Solo! Um, since we talked about Rogue One last week, we're, of course, going to follow it up with the other spinoff, or I kind of like in my head, I like to call them anthology, the anthology movies of that Solo. That is so early 2016, Cat Ray. They're called Star Wars stories, okay? Sorry, Star Wars stories. <laughs> Anthology just sounds better than spin-off, though, right? <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk solo tonight. And I know last week in our episode we talked about movies, you know, when we found out about Rogue One, did we think You know, were we excited? Did we want it? And I think my initial feeling about Solo was was kind of the opposite. It was why are they why are they making this movie? (laughs) Uh, What about you, Adrian? Same. Solo is definitely one of those why do we need this type of movies? I think I think this is the most uh, the most united everyone's been on asking that question. On any Star Wars, on any movie. Star Wars, because like yeah, <laughs> so when when uh when the Force Awakens was announced, do we really need an Episode Seven? I remember there was a lot of that. Do we really need a new trilogy? Do we really need to know how the Death Star plans were stolen for the first movie? But there would be a big vocal. Heck yeah, we need a new trilogy. Heck yeah, we need an Episode Seven. Heck yeah, I, I want Rogue One. Solo is the one that I didn't see too much of that heck yeah mentality initially. Yes, yeah. And I think it was hard for a lot of people because obviously it meant that someone was going to be playing, someone different was going to be playing Han Solo. And a lot of people had trouble wrapping their mind around a non-Harrison Ford Han Solo. And then, um, you know, Han, not that I have read these stories, but... Han did get a lot of background in the EU. I think there's two different trilogies mm-hmm. kind of devoted to his backstory. And so I think a lot of people were kind of like, well, why? I mean, even if it makes it quote unquote canon, you know, there kind of is this stuff out there already. Like, what what are they going to do with this? Well, yeah, I mean, just like... I mean, I guess it just boils back down to that whole Disney erasing the canon when they took over, right? People are still salty about that to this day, so obviously oh, they're still going to be salty yeah. about it when <laughs> when Solo was uh, first announced. But yeah, when you have a couple of trilogies worth of, of background already there, I mean, it is hard to let go of it if you've been devoted to that for for that entire time, you know? 
Yeah. But I think I think as we got closer and saw more, I mean, I mean, my attitude is always kind of I like Star Wars. I'll watch Star Wars. Right, you right, know? right. I mean, you know, we've talked previously about how we were kind of or at least I was kind of, you know, so-so on The Mandalorian. So, you know, as we got closer, I was definitely like, well, you know, I'm going to see it, and I want it to be fun and enjoyable. And in the end, I I think that's what we got. Um, so, and I definitely... Okay. Let me ask you, let me ask you uh, yeah. that first trailer that came out, when we, the first time we saw footage from the movie after, you know... Months of, oh, my God, they replaced the directors. Oh, my God, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, my God. Right off the heels of The Last Jedi. Oh, my God, this is a course correction. And Disney Lucasfilm is freaking out right now. Everything's on fire. Everybody run. <laughs> the first trailer for Solo comes out. Thoughts. What happened? Did that change initially? Or, did, or were you still hesitant? Were you totally on board? I mean, I think like most Star Wars things, you know, we got some images, we got some music. It was like, okay, like, I dig it. I can, um, I, you know, I could be into this. Um, so, you know, I honestly, I don't remember too much, just, but I do remember, I was like, okay, you know, this could be cool. I like seeing, you know, the first bit of Alden we got as Han. So, you know, it was definitely enough to, enough to kind of make make me more excited. What about you? More intrigued, for sure. I, I never hated Alden, but it was very hard for me to unmarry the visage of Han Solo from Harrison <laughs> Ford, you know? That's true. That's true. I mean, I think I think for all of us. For all of us, right. And that's like understandable. We have that's I mean, it's Harrison Ford. He is he's the only one that has played the character on screen and like everything, right down to the holiday special back in the day. So <laughs> to have this new guy just step in, yeah, I mean, it's gonna get some getting take some getting used to, obviously. But I wasn't ever like opposed to it either like i understand like it has to happen this way and quite frankly i was just happy it wasn't chris pratt i remember there was a lot of that going around god you know i remember that too and yeah i'm also happy they didn't do that um, that would have made me reasons. salty that <laughs> i just yeah well we're not gonna go yeah, on right. about chris pratt but yes anyway and i'm happy i'm happy that they ended up picking alden over um and all did a great job some of the other shows yes yeah fantastic actor he did a pretty unique take on han that still fits with what we know of the character and i I think that's pretty hard to pull off they were disney was actively trying to avoid just an impersonation of harrison ford right and i i I feel they exceeded expectations in that regard yeah he he didn't copy Harrison Ford. He was able to make the character his own while still kind of retaining some of what Harrison brought to the character, um, especially in some of his movements and um, the mannerisms and such. The right? mannerisms yeah. and such, yeah, yeah. 
So, and I actually, there's there's little things like all over this movie when you go back and rewatch multiple times, you're like, oh, you know, like <laughs> Alden definitely picked that up. Or, you know, even I remember watching the movie and at some point it's toward the end, you know, he's scrambling to get his blaster. And I was like, God, that looks like Harrison Ford, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um he was definitely able to use some of those mannerisms while still making the character his own, which is hard when you're stepping into such an iconic role that's only previously been played on screen by one person. So what was your opening night or your first experience with Solo? So my opening night experience, um, I actually dressed up. Nerd! Nerd, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's kind of easy to throw a Han Solo costume together, so I figured, what the hell, right? It was like casual Han Solo cosplay. (laughs) Um, And our theater, so we went went to a theater opening night, or the Friday of opening weekend probably was, um, by our house. And I don't think the theater was packed. I mean, it was was full, but it wasn't like sold out, as I remember. And, um, you went to the Thursday, right? I, you know, I honestly don't remember. Mm. I think it was Friday because I think it was like getting a babysitter or blah, 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 all that stuff. I think we went the Friday. No. Well, we all saw it at the same time. So if we saw it Thursday. That's right. We did. Thursday. We were already podcasting. Yeah, so. No, no. You saw it on a Thursday. Yeah. yeah you did. No, that I probably did see it on Thursday. Um, so, so. <laughs> So, you know, we went out, we did like a whole date night, you know, the theater was not sold out, but it was pretty full. And I remember, I think most people were kind of into it, um, but I think the the biggest, the biggest part was um, in the movie when you got to the end and you get those strains of the duel of fates <laughs> and Maul shows up. Oh, Maul. And, and yeah. So please people, tell me in vivid detail in your the reaction theater. there specifically. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, when I heard the music, I was like, wait what? a minute. I was like, what the hell? I was like, no, are you kidding me? What? Um, and I was like, really? Is this happening? <laughs> like all these thoughts going through my head at the moment until, and then you hear Sam Whitworth's Sam voice. And I Whitworth. was like, oh my what? God. And so, they did it. and I just remember people in the theater were like, what's going on? Like, I'm pretty sure someone in the row behind me or, you know, at some point was like, what? <laughs> you know, like really loudly. So, <laughs> Um, so that moment definitely generated um, probably the most buzz um, in the theater while we were watching it, as opposed to, you know, seeing one of the saga films where people, you know, may clap or cheer at various points. I don't really remember any of that happening, mm-hmm. seeing Solo in the theater, um, maybe during the Kessel Run when they escape, but the the mall reveal was probably like the the biggest uh what about you <laughs> um so yeah right off the bat i gotta say that the solo premiere opening night was probably the least energetic of all of them so far i think a big uh big reason for that was that it was in the it was in may wasn't it 
It was yes, it was. A, they went back to a May release, right. and actually, they it was supposed to have been a December release, mm-hmm. and they ended up pushing it forward, right? And then uh, having like all the issues. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So by that point, I have started associated associating Christmas time with a uh, Star Wars. <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, were kind of on that same uh, wavelength. So uh, you were missing that end of the year. Oh, it's the end of the year. Uh, next year's coming Time up. For new Star it's Christmas. Wars, it's yeah. winter. Time for Star Wars. No, this is the middle of the summer where it's hot. Everybody's getting off of work and they have to go to work the next day. A lot of, a lot of that kind of already uh, stuff already kind of hampering the mood a bit. But yeah, I mean, we showed up at the theater. We were kind of like, oh, let's see how it goes. Let's see what it is. Let's see. I like the trailers leading up to it. I was. I was okay. I wasn't. I was excited, but I wasn't. Oh my god! It's another Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know, no, <laughs> no, uh, none of that. And uh, we're watching it, and yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm laughing. Like, oh, that shot's cool. That's really dope. But then, yeah, just to go off of what you were saying, you know, I'm there. Kira's doing something. I'm like, what are you doing, lady? Then he started getting. Little little duel of the fates, and I'm like, that sounds like duel of the fates. Why would they play duel of the fates? Yes, I'm like, wait, I know that voice. <laughs> That's uh, why do I know that voice so well? Then he starts talking more, and I uh, I lose my stuff. I just lose it. <laughs> uh, my little brother and uh, my friend, a friend, a friend of mine came with us. He, they're looking at me like, what's what's wrong with you? I'm just flailing like a freaking Muppet at this point because I can't believe what's about to happen. Then, yeah, when we get the big old reveal, it's Darth Maul. And I think I made a noise. I don't know if it was a cheer or a cry. (laughs) I don't know. I made a noise based on some of the reactions around me. And immediately, yeah, someone else in front of me, what? Something like that. And all I'm thinking is like, this is awesome. This makes sense. Other side of me is thinking... There's going to be a lot of confused people <laughs> in this theater right now. Yes. Yeah. My family is going to be one of die? them. die? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do remember, I think Aaron was like, how is he still alive? Didn't he die? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, there's a thing. Well, no. let me learn you something good <laughs> me, here. Yeah, let me learn you something big. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously on the ride home, I'm having to explain to everybody, well, no, actually he survived and he did this and he became a crime syndicate boss and then the emperor <laughs> caught him again and then there's the show called Rebels. <laughs> you know, I'm just going off and I'm thinking, I love this and I hate this so much at the same time. I it, It'll take you out of the theater if you don't know what's going on. It'll take you out of the movie, I mean. Yeah. But if you're, you're devoted to Star Wars to the level that someone... Like like we are, it gives it this whole new layer of wow. This so, do you think they should have left him out altogether, or Man, do you like it? Don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> I love it and I hate it. I mean, oh, it's so good, but it's so ugh. Right now, especially a little more ugh because they haven't op- they haven't expanded upon it yet. Yeah, that's what's frustrating well, for me. Yeah, so. I I agree. I mean, I love that it's in there, but I could see how 
you know, the Star Wars movies are theoretically supposed to be accessible, right? Right. To everyone, no matter what level you're kind of into it. And so I could see a lot of people, if they have only, you know, like the movies to go by, would be really thrown off and maybe dislike that because it seems really random. And if they haven't watched The Clone Wars or Rebels, or had kind of any exposure to that, it's kind of alienating for those fans who who don't have that, or, you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, I could see where it's kind of like, okay, it's a little bit, little bit left field, feels a little bit left field. Um, but then I personally love stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a, it's a lose-lose. Because, it's a because we have place. that, yeah. yeah. Um. So I so, finally I finally got a, a flip. My buddy flipped to watch Solo like a month ago. Oh, he had been okay. fighting it this whole time. It's like, man, I just don't think it's gonna be good. Yada yada. I'm like, dude, just watch it. It's on Netflix. It's not gonna cost you anything. Yeah, you are. Right, you're already paying for that. When he was in town uh, for Christmas not too long ago, we watched the first couple. I think like the first twenty or so minutes before he had to go back, and he's like, wow. Like he's reacting the whole time. He's like, "Huh, that's funny." He's laughing. He's, he's like, "Oh, interesting." Like I could tell he's getting into it, and he's like, "Okay, fine. I'll, I'll finish it when I, when I get home. When I get back." I'm like, cool, man. It's all all I'm asking. A couple of days later, after he's gone back, I get this message: Darth Maul. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I have so many questions, and he had been watching The Mandalorian too this whole time. Nice, nice. So he asked me, what's with that, uh, what's with the black lightsaber? And I'm like, oh, man, 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 man. I got to <laughs> learn you some stuff. <laughs> but first off, I'm glad that that did not get spoiled for him at any point during the last two or so years. He was still yeah. able to have that reaction, that experience. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. <laughs> but now he's, uh, I told him I could, uh, I could uh, recommend some Star Wars, epi- some Clone Wars episodes for you to watch and Rebels episodes that will explain everything. Mandalorian mm-hmm. culture, uh, Darksaber, and Maul, since they're all kind of connected. Yeah, nicely. Very nicely connected. Hmm, it's like they have some sort of plan over at Disney. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, or I could just tell you, <laughs> he is currently watching, going through the whole series right now. Nice. So I'm like, that's awesome. He hates me right now because season one of the Clone Wars is so hard to get through. <laughs> Chronological order, man. Chronological order. We'll see. But. We'll see. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this led to him wanting to be curious, at least, about some of the other stuff out there. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So I guess in that regard, having Maul there also works as a bit of a gateway into the larger expanded Disney canon, which is not that's a true. POV I thought of before initially. Yeah, that's and I, I like that thought. Yeah, yeah, people who are like, hey, wasn't this guy dead or where did he come from? And then you kind of have a jumping off point to learn more. On the other hand, I had another friend that just thought this took place before episode one and he just kind of dis- <laughs> dismissed it that way. So <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I make, how old would Han Solo be? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Han Solo would be like 50 or something, maybe more. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Ugh. But it's just interesting seeing all the different reactions to that based on the different level of fandom out there. It's interesting. It's interesting to say yeah. the least. So I think in the last episode about Rogue One, John had a question, 
You know, what was what was something new that was introduced in Solo that you really liked? In in addition to Star Wars canon. Mm, me first? I mean, I can go first. Go first. I see you kind of. <laughs> well, I freaking love the addition of Kira. Oh, um, there it is. There it is. I mean, the come on. The fatale of the Star Wars the fem, universe. The femme fatale in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we knew going in that, you know, Kira has kind of been set up as a love interest for Han. But I actually, her role in the movie is a lot more than that. So, one, I'm really grateful that it wasn't just that. But two, I mean, she's really one of the more interesting characters in this movie to me. Her whole motivation, what she goes through um, or has been through. And then, you know, we're kind of left hanging at the end. <laughs> what What's going to happen next? You know, she f- kills uh, Vyden Draw. Oh, my God. Dryden Voss. Whoa. <laughs> I love it's that. Monday. Hello. <laughs> kills Dryden Voss. Um, <laughs> Vyden Dross. <laughs> this, is, this is secret twin <laughs> um you know lies to cover up to save to cover up han's role in what happened and i mean her own but you know lies about what happened and then flies off to meet maul and theoretically on you know of on dathomir yeah so, like, there's so much that could be explored there, and I'm really, really hoping we get something with Kira and Maul, or just Kira. I mean, whatever, give or take, leave or take or leave Maul. But in between Solo and then what we know eventually happens in Rebels, like, what's Kira doing? Running Crimson Dawn, taking over all the crime syndicates, ruling the underworld? Like, right. I love her. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hand it to you, Cat. Like, um, so like I mentioned, my initial reaction to Solo was lukewarm. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just thought it's there. It's fun. Whatever. And you were, you would, de- you would be defending uh, uh, Kira, especially a lot from the get go, from the beginning. I'm like, you know, I, I get it. She's cool, but I just feel <laughs> this movie has a lot of shallow characterization for everybody, which I still stand by that. Yeah, I mean you're you're not necessarily right. wrong, and we could talk about that. In, yeah, yeah, but Solo has also become that one feel good Star Wars movie that the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. I'm like, this is a really fun Star Wars movie. It's a feel good. It's, it's, I love it the way I love Rogue One, but I don't feel like crap afterwards. I just. <laughs> Yeah, Han Solo's going to cheat right now. Yeah, the story of how Han Solo got all his stuff and his dog. It's fun. (laughs) It's fun. How he did the Kessel Run. You know, Donald Glover as as Lando was fantastic. L3 was fantastic. There's a lot of fun stuff in this movie that I just didn't see it at first. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I wouldn't have thought Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie would have done it for me. (laughs) But... (laughs) But... Lo and behold, it actually worked out. Yeah, Beckett's um, fantastic. I love Beckett. And and Beckett, yeah, Beckett had some great lines. And I I do agree with you. I think overall the characterization in this movie is a little shallow. 
Um, I mean, I love that we get to see that at this point, even though Han has already seen some stuff, he's not quite yet the jaded, cynical version that we see in A New Hope. Um, At the same time, (laughs) yeah, it's really a more... (laughs) It's really like Han Solo's side quest to get all his gear, and yeah, we don't I actually mean, get much characterization. You, in you have a checklist of, going on. Yeah. <laughs> like Solo, I didn't even put that on the list, but yeah, okay, I guess that's how he gets his last name. Oh, let me just scribble that on top of everything else. Solo name. Check. You know, a lot a lot, a lot of that stuff. Oh, there's Chewbacca. Check. Whoop. He speaks uh, Sri Wook. Fantastic. Check. That's how he understands him. A lot of little things like that. A lot of check marks had to be reached. But uh, going back to you defending this movie from the get-go, the la- this last time I, I watched it for the purpose of this revisit, this podcast we're recording right now, Kira, a lot, a lot of subtlety with Kira stood out to me a lot more. Just little things, little glances she would do, uh, what people would say about her had more impact for me this time around. Mm-hmm. You don't really know her. You don't know what I've done. You know, at f- the first time it just felt like, all right, this is just like, they're trying to be dramatic with it. But for some reason, don't ask me how or why, the more I watch it, the more those moments land with me. And I'm like, yeah, this this lady is, I don't want to say damaged goods, but she's pretty damaged. And she's, she's been through a she's lot. She's been through a lot. Yeah. I want to see where she came from. Um, uh, shoot, in the movie at the beginning, remember the mines? Not the mines. Remember the... The silo. The silo, the thank silo. you. Remember the silo. Yes. like, okay, tell me about the silo. I want to... Let me see some of that. Let me see some of the other dark stuff she's done. You don't show us yeah. any of that in the movie, but, you know, <laughs> you give me enough that I'm invested in the character now. Come on. Give yeah. me some more Kira content. Well, side note, if you want to read more or know more about the silo, you could read Most Wanted, which is a book that takes place before Solo, but focuses on Han and Kira um, as part of the Lady Proxima's gang. Uh, and you do get to learn a little bit more about the silo and what that is in that book. I know you can't see me right now, but I just took a swig of my beer at the thought of having to uh, read <laughs> to read another book. another book. I know. And you know what? I, mean, I am going to read it. That's why I'm taking another swig right now. <laughs> I mean, do you need to read it? No. But just know it's out there uh, if you are so intrigued. Fine, I will. <laughs> I mean... Like we've been saying, certainly this movie is not perfect. I mean, I think we can all kind of agree that it really sucks that they decided to kill Val off so early uh, in Val. the movie. What a waste. Which is a huge waste of Thandie Newton. Mm-hmm. And it would have been awesome to see more of her interacting with Han and Beckett, you know, the whole crew. Um, so, huh. It is what it is. It is what it is now. I still, I mean, what you said about this being a feel-good movie is totally true to me. Like, this is a movie that I can turn on and just kind of turn off my brain and enjoy (laughs) and have fun and feel good when the movie is done and then, you know, do whatever. I love to watch Rogue One, but it's usually, I get to the end and I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, you feel like garbage after Why? Yeah. (laughs) It's like the anti-Rogue One. Yeah. So in thinking about this podcast episode, one thing that, keeps crossing my mind knowing 
that, um, you know, now Disney and Lucasfilm are kind of making the push to the TV market. Do you think this film or this subject would have been better suited to the smaller screen yes. versus a movie? Yes, 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 yes. And that's kind of where I come down to is that, um, you know, Solo, it's a lot of fun, but I, you know, maybe if it had been done on Disney Plus, if they had waited, maybe it would have been better received initially. You know, it doesn't, you know, the whole production stuff, like, whatever. If that hadn't happened, maybe, you know, people wouldn't harp so much on it. Didn't make enough money or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, the so- the story overall is not quite as high stakes as some Star Wars or most Star Wars. <laughs> Life and death Star Wars. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of that. I mean, there's that, we know that. There's we actually know an that adventure in this, survive. but you know yeah. that. You know they're all, well, not all. You know the two main characters yeah. are going to make it through in the end. Um, so it feels like maybe with maybe this kind of slightly smaller stakes that that would have been better suited to the smaller screen, quote unquote. Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, hard to say. I guess now knowing that, you know, Bob Iger recently said that they're, making this push to you know they're really focusing on the television aspect and the streaming streaming aspect with disney plus you know maybe we will see other smaller scale or smaller stakes uh movies that way as opposed to big screen i don't know the way i see it as of now as of the recording of this episode they have no reason not to that one of the big Biggest, most impressive things Disney era Star Wars has accomplished is making sub brands for itself. You got this main Star Wars brand, the main main Star Wars. Yeah, this is the legacy uh, Skywalker saga, right? But then you got this whole other brand for Rogue One. You got the Rogue One series. People call the Cassian Andor series a Rogue One series, not a Star Wars mm-hmm. series. Man- <laughs> Mandalorian is the latest uh, latest story to fit into this mold of a sub brand. Solo is the same thing. You see something that take you take you see something taken from Solo, or something fitted with that brand. You're gonna know immediately it's it's Solo. They created this whole look and feel for the movie. Why not give it to Disney Plus for some more storytelling? Like they're doing like they're doing with Rogue One. You know, oh yeah, the Solo series. Oh yeah, the Rogue One series. Oh, the new Mandalorian series, the Kenobi series. They're making something else with Kenobi. They have no reason not to move forward. I think with more stories like that. I yeah. think. It's already there. It's it's built in. Yeah. Well, it would be interesting, especially if they could get maybe some of the actors, all the actors, to come back to see if they could potentially spin that off into either a small scale series or a series of me smaller anthology movies on Disney Plus. I mean, I would be all in for that. Me too. I'm bringing it on. If they can get Ewan McGregor, a A list Hollywood actor, to reprise Obi Wan. I think that Emilia Clark has been famously a TV star most of her career. I, I, That's I would true. Argue. That's Why true. Why not bring her back for a couple episodes? Ray Park and Sam Whitmer, I know they would be all over that. Oh, yeah. You know, Junas, heck yeah. He, he loves Chew, playing Chewie. Alden, he, I think he'd do it too. I mean, why not? Why not? Come on, <laughs> bye-bye. Why not? Why not? 
that. Yeah. Oh, oh, and importantly too, you get to bring in uh, John Powell again for another another fun score that also grew on me the yes. more I listened to, which initially didn't land with me either. Oh, really? really? So I was so excited when they announced that John Powell was going to score solo. Um, I love his How to Train Your Dragon, and I will be honest, once Solo came out, I think I literally listened. I say literally, I mean literally. I listened to the Solo soundtrack every day for at least six months after the movie was released. I love the score of it's Solo. It's so much fun. John score. Powell did such a fantastic job. Um, and I love that John Williams mm, also mm-hmm. got to write a theme for Han, and that was incorporated in that. So... Oh. I say hell yes to more John Powell oh. in Star Wars because throw, I love his score. Throw one more at you, too. Bring in Bryce Dallas Howard to direct a few episodes, huh? Keep <laughs> it in the family. Hey, man, you know, she already did a Mandalorian exactly. episode. She's why don't there. we bring her? Why don't we bring her back and have her do some stuff with Kira? Like, I'm all over that. Or, you know, the other... The other <laughs> <laughs> the other bit that I would love to see explored somewhere is um, Enfys Nest. Enfys Nest would and, be dope. Uh-huh. And more specifically, I would love to see her connection with the Rebellion explored because at the end of the novelization, sorry to talk about books, this always comes back to a book, <laughs> but the actual the the book, the novelization ends with Enfys Nest meeting up with Saw Gerrera and a little gin. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, so I would love to see Enfys Ness somehow incorporated into that early Rebellion era Cassian series. You know, like, it'd be cool if we could get some sort of reference somewhere else to her and her group and their, you know, part in the Rebellion. Let me throw this at you. Enfys Ness... And she meets up with the Partisans series. Now I would be all over that. I mean, that's your Rogue One so- solo crossover right there, making a whole yeah. new brand from the two. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Again, there's so much to mine here. I mean, why not? Come on, bye bye, bye bye. Do it, bye bye. You know you want to, <laughs> bye bye. We'll watch it. So, yeah. So I honestly do like I. I went into Solo or, you know, when it was initially announced, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it, Star Wars. But I I think that this movie brought us some really great new characters and kind of opened up these potential avenues for more stories in this period between Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One, A New Hope. So... There's definitely avenues that could be explored between old characters that we've already met and new characters that were introduced in this movie and then obviously elsewhere in the galaxy. So there's definitely things they could explore on a smaller scale if they wanted to. And I would actually be totally okay with that. Maybe they will someday. I think they all. I think we all would. So uh, (laughs) just to kind of wrap up here. Uh, thank you for defending Solo the whole time. <laughs> You're welcome. Not that I was attacking Solo, but no. uh, I was indifferent, and uh, now I know better, and I'm a better person because of it. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, that that'll wrap up our nice. I don't know. It's I guess it's supposed to be a mini sode, but we talk quite a bit about solo. A lot of a lot of solo love tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that wraps up our episode. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. Our new webpage, bluelabpro.com slash forcefanpodcast, where you can check out our new uh, Forcefan Afterword blog, where we talk about some of the stuff that didn't make it onto the podcast, because there's a lot we always want to talk about, and we tend to... <laughs> we, we tend, <laughs> tend to, to forget s- things. We forget things, but we also tend to say a lot of, oh, we'll talk about that on another podcast, or we'll talk about that later, but we never do. So this will be the the venue for that kind of stuff. So uh, check it out. By the time this episode is out, our first blog for Rogue One should be up. So yep. please p- please feel free. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. So uh, once again, thanks for listening and may the force be with you. And then some. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. All rights reserved.